Last week on Knights of the Road Table, our heroes fought to escape Emberbrook with Queen Mora as an invading army led by the new enemy Cole Satori, formerly known as Massimo Lionheart, overwhelmed the town. In defense of the crown, the queen's bodyguard Cobbles was struck down by the dark armored invader as the knights fled with the Crystal Council away to the capital of Falcon Reach. Welcome tonight to Knights of the Roll Table. Oh, hi, I am Weston, and I am playing coach. I'm Matt, I'm playing Celius. I'm Jen, I'm playing Sarsa. And I'm Zach, I'm playing Jarek Dark Harbor. And I'm Chris, and I'll be your dungeon master for this evening. We are going to have a guest player with us tonight. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, uh, my name is Mark, and I am uh, an, an improviser friend and uh, husband to Jen. He's so, so handsome. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll find about your character a little bit later, because yep. it'll be a little bit of surprise mm-hmm. for some. So Mark's going to be joining us tonight. Welcome, Mark. It's been three days since the siege of Emberbrook and the loss of your friend and ally, Cobbles the Earth Genasi. You have also gathered that roughly over a hundred townsfolk were killed in the attack, and almost all properties were destroyed, including Sarsa's boat. Yes, a moment of silence. Including Wayfarer's Tavern. It was Wayfinders. Wayfinders. (laughs) It doesn't matter now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Many of the survivors, including all of you, made your way on the royal airship, the Aravan, while others took to the sea in boats, and others still are unaccounted for. Thinking back to the night of the attack, this is kind of an internal flashback for you. As you flew away on the Queen's Royal Airship, you traveled several hours in the night until you arrived at Falcon Reach. Even though it was in the dark of night, you saw a lighted metropolis. And more importantly, it was in the air. What? Floating. Several hundred feet above the ground. You saw the natural purple iridescent glow within the island beneath the city, something, Silius, you would recognize as night crystals. Night crystals? And this is the same kind of purple energy that you saw also emanating around Colsatori and kind of through his joints as well. As you're floating along in the airship, you're noticing also kind of purple energy. So it's all sort of coming from the same power source this sort of purple glowing crystal that's powering some sort of levitation technology. As you flew further into the city, you passed towers and buildings of an ivory construction, very smooth, um, think like sort of Middle Eastern Indian in nature. You passed by areas of industry and residences, taverns, high towers, You landed on a platform to the side of what you can only imagine to be the palace of Queen Mora. You and the survivors of Emberbrook were quickly issued away by Callum, the dwarf monk that helped defend in the attack. You were led to the Ivory District, 
full of several inns, hotels, restaurants, and taverns that were quickly converted into shelters. You're staying currently in a modest inn called the Cloudkeeper Inn, about two to a room. So we need to decide who's staying with who. I have to assume that Salias is staying with Jabin, unless Jabin sure. went off doing something else. Yeah, and Coach. Yeah, and Coach. <laughs> coach. Oh. Yes, Co- Coach. That's and a dynamic that <laughs> and Salias is all sharing a room, and it's yes. incredibly awkward. <laughs> so, uh, yes, uh, Coach doesn't realize. Sleep over there. He has no idea. <laughs> Do you like? It's fine. Squats at five a.m. I really <laughs> Like you, I feel. I feel like Coach would be so sick of Salias by this point that you would absolutely have gone to any yeah, other room. Yeah, but you're literally the only person I know. That's true. That's true. So a little bit about Falcon Reach itself. It's uh, as you've kind of looked around the town, and you and you probably didn't go too far, but it's a makeup of about fifty percent dwarves, uh, a little bit of elves. There's some half elves, humans. And uh, about five percent everything else. There, there's a melting pot of like a lot of different stuff. You see a lizard folk. You saw uh, a couple of genasi walk by of various elemental styles. Some uh, some half orcs. Some orcs. What you do notice though about the cultural makeup is that the dwarves specifically do not seem to hold any kind of higher position of social uh, status. Thank you. Um, they tend to have like. Uh, blue-collar jobs, blue-collar occupation. You see a lot of people coming in looking like they've had a really hard day's work. A couple of the dwarves that walk by or, or that you know are kind of crowded together look like they're pretty um, grizzled, and they tend to vanish during the day. Do, uh, do we see anybody giving unusual looks to the fact that we've got, like, Coach and Jabin hanging out with non-dwarves? Make a perception check. Oh, and so I will. First roll of the night. Ten plus zero is ten. You you notice people looking, but only because they've all heard that you are survivors of this tragedy, and it's like, oh, they're survivors. Um, nothing with a ten, nothing unusual. Although a couple people look at Coach's legs mm-hmm. because well, they're quite impressive. That's that's not unusual. So uh, the first day was mostly just it was a very long night. So the first day was a lot of just sleeping in, you know, resting, recovering getting some nourishment. Pretty quiet day overall. You were checking on other people that you knew around town. The second day, there was a memorial service, kind of a general memorial service, an honorarium for everyone that had fallen. Uh, You saw several members of the Crystal Council that were in Emberbrook, including the Queen, shows up, uh, heavily guarded, so you were not able to actually approach her. Would all of you have gone to this memorial? or Literally nothing else to do. Was Terra an open bar? So, the, there was a tavern uh, a, attached to your inn, so you could go to that if you want. Then after yes. That. I think Jabin would have dragged Silius there. <laughs> a, a lot of the, because there's been a large outpouring and, and um, social support, so many of the drinks over the last couple of days have been free. Meals have been brought. There's hey. been a pretty supportive community in Falcon Reach. You guys definitely were noticed by a lot of the people, both in town and by, like, royal guards and things like that so there was a lot of there there have been a lot of like good handshakes and people that have survived have said like thank you for doing that and but not so much by the queen or anybody in the crystal council but after the ceremony kishara comes up to you and says um you and your party have been requested to attend the crystal council meeting tomorrow morning we have important meeting, uh, important issues to discuss. Oh. Will you be able to join us? 
Yes, of course. And, uh, Salius, um, yes. if you can bring your husband as well. Oh, yes. I'm sure he would love to attend. Is this, uh, is this, uh, will you be hiring our services for this situation, or um, will we do this pro bono? It is a, um, private matter that we hope to discuss in the Crystal Chamber, so... Don't suppose you'd like to recognize the efforts that we've already put forward for you? I'm sorry, we have to go. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow morning. <sighs> We well, look forward to it. It's kind of rude. I, I, I agree. You're I thought welcome. you two were very rude. Asking for money right now? This is a, a serious emergency. I was talking... No, that's not at all what I was... Okay. I was asking for money, yes. Yeah, I figured. It's fine. Help them out. Listen, it was our necks on the line. We're the reasons most of these people are still alive. All right? And, and it's terrible what happened, but that doesn't mean that life has to stop going on. This is like the second city I've been in that just went up in flames. Do you suppose there's a pattern there? Yeah, I, I hope not. It's not how I want to live my life, is going from city to city, and then it just erupts in nothingness. It's overtaken by vines and flames and all sorts of crazy stuff. Perhaps that is a thing. Is there a city that we would like to see burn? We could take you there. Let's not. <laughs> let's not do that. I would Perfect. like to test this. Let's just stay in this one and try not to have sure, it burn. I'm is rather that a good partial plan? to that idea. That uh, sounds quite fascinating. Let's worry about falconry. All right, right look, let's just agree. If this city is set on fire, then we'll just take them around to places we want to burn. The night goes on. And what do you guys do the night before the meeting? I mean, probably drink. <laughs> probably have a few rounds or probably hang out. Uh, Sarsa has definitely taken it upon herself to, like, tell stories about cobbles and, and drink quite a bit. Seemed like we would have we really gotten along. Yeah, I think you would have liked him. He was a stand-up bloke. Yeah, he seemed really nice. He was a very nice young man. I appreciated his company. Yeah, I would have liked to see him in my mines. He did love a good mine. You'd honestly be super happy in your mind. You guys I are think. breaking my heart right now. <laughs> oh, cobbles. Derek, what made... do you suppose that there pretty princess? I mean, queen, sorry. What do you suppose she's wanting from us? Hopefully to hire us and to do something because, uh, I don't know, I need to do something right now. Oh, frankly, if I have to sit on me bum one more day, I'm going to go stark raving mad. If my books are any indication, this is exactly how most adventures start. I expect we will have a great deal of adventures coming upon us. The good news is I feel like we were not very good business owners, and so like uh, this is definitely our fault. The end of that bar... We cannot be blamed are for we? that. No, no, no. We Jared, might even be able to make some sort of an insurance you, claim. Are you truly saying that it's our fault that our bar literally got burnt to Christ? No, I'm saying it's not. I mean, I'm saying, honestly, two or three more good weeks, and we wouldn't have owned that bar anyway. So, really, I feel like we could spin this in our favor a little bit. Does anyone know if the insurance agency burnt down as well? <laughs> well, D &D. shoot, that's a loophole, the insurance, isn't it? The insurance settlement. You see a uh, dwarf um, with... Uh, a briefcase. Kind of, with a <laughs> <laughs> you see a dwarf with dark hair, kind of braided beard. Oh, can I get you anything else for tonight? Any other drinks? What do you think? One more round of whiskey? Sure. For oh, cobbles. I'll for take, cobbles. I'll take some water. All right. I'd like a mead, please. I'll have his whiskey. Mm, all right. Jabin, how... of whiskey's mead water coming up. Jabin, how are you holding up with all of this? I, well, I think, um, 
It could be better. I mean, uh, in our, a lot of our investment uh, kind of went up in flames, supposedly. Sorry, I, I, I'm so sorry about all your books. It's okay. The, I, I'm uh, hopeful that the fireproof safe in the basement will have held out. Well, on the bright side, I mean, there is that library you wanted to see here in town. And That's true. I mean, maybe if we get some, I don't know what this meeting is tomorrow. Why, why would they want me to be there? I'm not a hero. Oh, you're a hero to me. Oh, well. my God. <laughs> you're a hero to me. <laughs> All right. Um, I, 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 I look tower. forward to that anthem lesson. <laughs> you are a hero. <laughs> All right, so the night goes on. There's some drinks exchanged. Coach is going to walk over to one of the uh, dwarves, um, assuming they're coming back from the, yeah, whatever is, they're doing. This is at the bar. This is at the ta- at the tavern while you guys are drinking. Well, look at you lot. You look like you're a bunch of hardworking fellas. Oh. And lady, I'm sorry. It, it was the beard. I, uh, no problem. It happens sometimes. Sorry. Well, you, you all look like you're a bunch of hardworking dwarves. What have you been up to all day? Uh, just working in the mines. You work in the mines? Well, somebody's got to. I mean, where do you think they get all this uh, floating technology then? Well, you know. What, which uh, uh, area do you work in? Or are you just uh, one of them health and fitness instructors? Excuse me, sir. I happen to own a mine. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What part? The South Bend? Uh, it's uh, out in a city called Ironhaven. If yeah. you've heard of it. I, uh, I have not. But, uh, I mean, we export like every, everywhere. I'm a fourth generation dwarf born and raised here in Marcasia. Do you like working here in Marcasia? Because Sorry. there's opportunities everywhere. And he pulls out his card, his little piece of metal slate, and throws it on the table. And clunk, goes, clunk, clunk. <laughs> so this is And you like see the female dwarf look at it and be like, Iron Haven, you say? Yeah. It's uh, it's uh, quite special. We're starting up a new mine there. You can get yourself a real good position up in the. Uh, How you know, far is that? Uh, you know, it's a couple weeks journey. Uh, and another shorter, uh, like really rough-looking beard. He does not condition. Uh, you know, he comes up and he's like, "Shame." I don't trust any dwarves hiring people. He's probably not going to pay us anything. What? Excuse me, sir. That is insulting. Of course I'd pay you fair I know state. You, I know you're like. You Ooh. come in here and try to take all of our workers. We don't want we don't want to leave. We we've got a position here. All right, I'm just saying there's a great opportunity in Ironhaven, uh, one of the uh, most prolific mines. Coach, come on over. We're going to play Never Have I Ever. Ooh, oh, yeah, actually, I really like that game. All right, look at the card. Uh, flip it over. That's the uh, directions. Literally, they're terrible. There you go. All right. <laughs> so they kind of... Think about it. They're, you see the dwarves kind of talking to each other, having some conversation. You Think about it! <laughs> what did you learn from the dwarves? Uh, they work in the mines down, down beneath here. Uh, they're the ones mining all this purple crystal. Oh, the night crystals. That's yeah, fascinating, whatever. but all right, my turn. Never have I ever been with another person with a tail. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so do we, we, do we drink if you we have a tail? You drink if you never, if you've or done it, you drink. Salise and Jabin exchange a look. If you're not sure, if you're not sure, roll a d10, and if it's five and above, then you have. If it's four and below, then you have it. The night goes on, and you guys have a good night's rest, and you wake up the next morning, and... And what? 
And a 14. <laughs> we are trying to sleep, Coach. 48. After I'm so sorry, Coach David. does some calisthenics, you have a nice... 114. You keep skipping numbers. <laughs> <laughs> you have a nice breakfast at your inn. And uh, Callum, the dwarf monk who you recognize from before, meets you at the front door and says, All right then, you lot. Uh, it's my job to escort you to uh, the palace. Uh, the Crystal Council's wanted to meet you. Oh, you're coming as well? I'm just escorting you there. I'm not actually going to be in the meeting. Oh, it's too bad. You seem like no. a very capable fellow. Well, <clears throat> uh, I, I like to think so, but we'll see what they have in store for me. Calamon, I don't suppose you have any inkling on what they might be wanting to talk to us about today, do you? Well, they've met a few times the last couple of days. I think there's been a lot of decisions made. There was also a missing council member, so... Um, but a lot of things, uh, reports coming back from Emberbrook, uh, scouts being sent out, that sort of thing. So I imagine it's something to do with that. Well, let's get going. My, uh, my coin purse is definitely getting All right, let's very, go. very low. And he, Hopefully this provides something. He escorts you. You guys walk um, about a mile or so to the, to the palace district, and you guys go through a series of corridors. The palace is, as you would expect, a lavishly adorned building. It is ivory with these sort of sconces that are not torches so much as glowing crystal. And you make your way through a couple of different corridors until you reach a very large set of doors and they open up. And then before you, you see kind of a curved table and behind it, there are several figures. In the middle, you see Queen Mora herself. Today, she's wearing a black dress with black leather breastplate and a dark purple shimmering cape. Kishara, who is the minister of Arcana that was introduced to you before, Nuzir Ram, the drow shadow sorcerer, uh, is a minister of justice. Uh, there's a few other people that are around that you haven't been introduced to. So as you guys approach, those are the ones that you recognize from before. Uh, Callum goes to leave and you hear Kishara say, Oh, Callum, um, we'd like you to stay, actually. Hmm. Oh, oh, all right, um, of course. Yes, and he sort of takes a spot behind you. Uh, the queen speaks up and she says, My friends... I am very sorry with what has happened. I cannot express my condolences enough for the loss of our friend Cobbles as well as your town. We are doing everything in our power to find out what we can do to make things right and to bring this man, this Kul Satori, to justice. She kind of looks at Kishara and says, First of all, I believe introductions are in order. Um, you've met Nuzir, uh, our Minister of Justice. Um, to his right, we have Cole Flintspire from Moonswallow, the Bard College. He is the Minister of Foreign Affairs. And you see this elegantly yet decadently dressed tiefling. He, he just kind of looks... <laughs> he's like, a charmed, I'm sure. No. <laughs> and don't be rude K Kishara continues from the town of Zeppelbrum the gnome that you see over there that's Bartleby Ticklefoot 
he's the minister of technology. He just kind of waves at you very excitedly, kind of bouncing up and down. With each of these, Solius is doing his annoying, overly <laughs> ostentatious bow. Nice. You can probably just do that once, Silius. No, I must give, uh, you have to give proper respect to everybody. Okay. Sars is just still glaring with royalty. her arms crossed over I don't her chest. know this. Like, okay. none of these people are exciting for her. To our left, we have uh, from Kui Kui, uh, Liberty Cornwhistle. Uh, she's the Minister of Treasury. Um, and then there's one seat that's left empty. The seat on the end was occupied by Evet Rosales, the representative from your town of Emberbrook. She was the Minister of Labor and Welfare. The HOA. <laughs> we did not like her. <laughs> we, you know, we had our disagreements. Yeah, <laughs> Kishari continues, You've been summoned here by the Queen because we may need your help with the recent events, and she speaks highly of your skills. But we feel like we should bring you up to speed with everything that's been going on and everything that's been happening in the town. All right, well, let us know what you need us for. Well... And then we'll discuss how that's going to work. We recognize that you all have helped with the Queen. Um, oh, you recognize that, do you? Took you long please. enough. We've been sitting here for three days. Sorsa. This is the first time Queen, you come and Queen even Mora say hello. Queen speaks up and she says, Please, Sasa, let us finish. All right, Your Majesty. Thank you. And then Kishara continues. Yes, well, we would like to compensate you for your role in rescuing Her Highness. I hope that 500 gold each mm. would help you out and give you some respite uh, to some of the losses that you have made. I know it's not much in sentimental value, but we'd like to provide that for you 500 today. gold? It's a start. Oh, that each... As in, Jabin gets 500, and I also get 500. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> um, Cole Satori has threatened revenge on everyone in the council, including Queen Mora. He's killed one of the Crystal Council, as you know. And then Nuzir speaks up the uh, drow. The dragonborn armies to the east from the realm of Kartavot are also gathering. Their lands are barren, desolate, and the soil is infertile. They have demanded that we give them our resources, or else they will invade, take what they need. Cole, Liberty, and myself will meet the heads of the dragonborn army to attempt a peaceful negotiation. But that leaves not as many council members here with the queen. Then Kishara takes over. We've had a few more reports of attacks of creatures in the lower caverns here in Falconreach. Um, more of these hybrid creatures like the direwolf wyvern that attacked the cathedral a few weeks ago. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen any of creatures that have been sort of Not as cool as that one. We've been no. just waiting at a tavern. We've saw a dog worm. Well, I just mean like in the realm. Oh, yeah. in general. Uh, I saw a flaming demon creature from the fire plane that we extinguished and sent back. So, yeah, I think we can take care of your little crawly creatures in the tunnels. And oh, he's cocky. I like him. A fire lord. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's named by Sharkandra. Sharkand... Charcuterie? Chimichurri. Charmander. You guys probably could have written that down or something. 
Well, you said a, a snake dog. Yeah. It's okay. I killed it. I used to love that shit. Ah. Valiantly. <laughs> we killed it. We killed it. You never gave me right. well, I got the killing blow, okay? This has been a common occurrence as of late. Um, we're not quite sure why, but we're looking into it. It's just something that you all should be aware of. Do I notice any arm knight things on any of these Crystal Shyamalan. Council members? Uh, no. Any symbols? No? Okay. If you're a member of the Crystal Council, please raise your hand <laughs> up high. Hand uh, facing me. All right, so we're going to have well, a... Well, I'll just tell you, as you're looking, they all have long sleeves or gloves on. Hmm. I don't need to challenge some people to some arm wrestling. <laughs> we have also discussed this, and uh, Callum, we would like to make you the new personal guard of the Queen until we can find a replacement for Cobbles. And until this threat is taken care of, we believe she will be safe with you at her side. And Callum just kind of looks and blinks for a second and says, well, I'll, I'll do my best. Hey, where'd it go, buddy? Kishara says, because our attention will be divided, this is where you come in. We will need help finding a way to locate and hopefully find out more about this Colsatori. We'd like you to meet with Bartleby, our Minister of Technology here, and find out anything you can about his whereabouts or maybe where he came from. Uh, Bartleby will fill you in on the details. Just, if you go out and look for him, do not engage him. Bartleby will fill you in on the details. Just find out where he is or where he might have gone and report back. So if you accept, um, we'll be able to pay you 200 gold a week for your services, as long as you're under the employ of the Royal Highness. That's a pretty good wage. Jarek, do you, how are you feeling about that? Well? Well, Queen, we accept Coach, your offer. Hey, hey. Uh, uh, well, all right. She says, fine. excellent. No, uh, but there is one more matter to discuss. We are missing a council member. and Very we have, well. I volunteer. Jarek. We have, we have talked <laughs> with... Members of Emberbrook, and they have come up with a member of the community that they feel would be representative. And they are, and they look at Jabin. What? Jabin? Oh, honey, I, that, said, this is very exciting. Mr. Jabin, if you would join us on the council representing Emberbrook, uh, we would be honored with your knowledge and counsel. And Jabin says... Well, uh, I don't know much about labor or... You should do this. You I will mean, be helping a, it's people. It's a tremendous opportunity. I mean, it is. I mean, it, it, just the research alone. And, uh, Think about the opportunity. This Of course you should do this. I'm so proud of you. Coach and, comes up between the two of them. He sticks his head <laughs> in between. He goes, yeah, Jamie, you should totally do it. That's a great coach, idea. All right, I'll do it. Just do it. He kind of pushes Coach aside <laughs> and, he, and he says, should I sit down now? And... <laughs> And he, she says, yes, please, we have much to discuss. And so he goes and sits down and goes, you know, <laughs> moves the chair. And all right. All right. So Good Bartleby job, stands up and he's like, all right, uh, if you guys could follow me, we're going to go in my workshop. We're following. I definitely would have asked somebody about how we get paid. Yeah. Did they like hand over gold or is this um, like a deposit thing? <laughs> the, the, yeah, just for the logistics, um, there's uh, some... Gold that will be delivered to you safely at your inn, mm. um, and, and you, later on you guys, you guys can find you know you, you don't want to be where you want to put that. And, yeah, they're not going to just give it to you with like 
holding, you know, sacks of gold. Will it be there before we leave? Because I expect we're going to want some amount of money on the adventure. Uh, yes. Right. So if you will go with Bartleby, then I believe our, our business is concluded. And good luck and be careful. Yeah, right. Hello, Knights of the Roll Table. This is Chris Daly, your Dungeon Master for Season 2 of the podcast. After the combat-heavy Episode 2, I hope you're enjoying a bit of world-building and role-playing in this episode. We certainly had a lot of fun with this one. Also, thanks to Mark Crespo for being our guest player for this episode, and thanks to everyone that's hitting up iTunes and giving a good rating and subscribing to the show so you can have a fresh new episode delivered to your device every time it's out of the oven, so to speak. Giving us a review and a five-star rating really helps the iTunes algorithm, and we'll even read out a review on the podcast. So if you have a chance, a minute, don't be afraid, just leave a review. Tell us who your favorite characters are, what your favorite story moment is, whatever you like. We love hearing from you. We also want to tell you about another awesome podcast you should check out, The World Forge Podcast. On The World Forge, Piper and Sam improvise new RPG characters each week based on a random word picked during the episode. Zach, who plays Jarek, and Jeff, who plays XX Bloody Heart, were guests on the episode that posted yesterday, and they all created pirate characters. They had a great time and wanted me to thank Piper and Sam and encourage you to check out the World Forge podcast, which should be available wherever you download Knights of the Roll Table. Also, we have a contest! You can win a print of our Season 1 characters, drawn by me, or one lucky winner will win original character art, also drawn by me. Just go to our Twitter profile and retweet the contest post, and follow us, or on Instagram, follow us, like the contest post, and tag a friend in the comments. Heck, if you do both, you'll be entered twice. It's a random drawing, but there will be several winners. Contest ends October 1st, so get going, you goobers! We know we're not the only D&D actual play podcast out there, so we really honestly thank you so much for listening and giving us a chance. Be sure to check out new art on our Instagram at Knights of the Roll Table Podcast. This week you can see a map of Marcasia and Mark's character, Chaser of Shadows, aka Chaser. Weston Gardner, who does all of our theme music and sound editing and experiments with dice creating you guys can make a custom RPG anthem for you, check out his audio skills at Make My Anthem. Got a D&D question or need some advice on your campaign? You can leave us feedback or ask us any how-to D&D questions. Send us an email at knightsoftherolltable at gmail.com. You can be the first person that's emailed us. The first! Finally, follow us on Twitter at Rolled Table. That's all of our announcements. Now go out and make life an adventure. So you guys follow your way to Bartleby's workshop, which is uh, up several staircases to a large workshop on a tower on the east wing. There's a giant open window, wooden shelves with boxes of parts, cabinets and armoires, tables that are covered in purple glowing lanterns, scrolls and schematic drawings, and some vials of various colored liquids. Bartleby says... 
Oh, hi. Uh, hi, everyone. <laughs> so I, I want to make sure I introduce myself. Uh, my name is uh, Bartleby uh, Ticklefoot. <laughs> uh, nice to um, uh, meet you. Hello there, Bartleby. Hello. Where'd you get that there, uh, oh, hello. That there last name of yours? You that? Oh, it's uh, the Ticklefoot name. It's been with my, my family for for generations. It's a long time. I, I'm, I'm from Zeppelbrum. It's a it's a gnome and uh, half-orc community uh, on, on uh, east of here, uh, next to the falls. Have you ever been there? Anybody have been to? Uh, oh, it's nope. an interesting pairing. No, I have not. Oh, it's quite lovely. <laughs> well, maybe you'll get the chance to go sometime. Oh, did you like that uh, Aravan, the floating uh, caravan oh, design? Was, I designed that. You that did. Was, I, I'm, I'm uh, the minister of technology oh, here, but I, I really just get to make things. And very stuff. impressive. It's, it's, it's quite wonderful. <laughs> I am quite curious, though. There seems to be some strange powers and magic at play here. Are you oh. using, using magic to power that there ship? Who's well, in the night uh, there crystals? There is an arcana involved. I guess you could call it magic. But, I mean, the night crystals provide a, a natural source of a, uh, energy source, which um, when refined down to their... <laughs> well, they make things fly. Oh, you, you continue your thought. That was very interesting. Well, maybe we'll talk later. Oh, but, okay. Um, Thank but, you. Yeah, it's, uh, but actually they have some medicinal properties as well, and when they're refined into a liquid form, and uh, also they can uh, provide some energy, so it's not just the levitation particles. Oh. But um, they have several things. Uh, we, we mostly, you know, we used it uh, for uh, improving falcon reach, but... But where do y'all find this substance? Oh, it's all built into the mountains around here. And also, uh, you, you probably noticed uh, Falcon Reach is floating on an island. I mean, it's kind of a big thing. But uh, we did yeah, notice that. Yeah. The, totally noticed. It's that. sort of like noticed. an inverse mountain. It sort of points down, so um, all the mining is done there, and also around the mountains around Falcon Reach as well. So we have a, a lot of uh, dwarves that, that do all the mining, and they do a fantastic job with uh, inventions that I designed to help them mine uh, more efficiently. Mm. Uh, they cut into they cut into the uh, the rock a, a little Damn. bit faster, but they do all the work. Have you considered uh, authoring a book? A, a book. Yes, on all your inventions. Oh, I'm much too busy for books. And then all of a sudden, you notice as he's talking and you guys are talking, this uh, in the window that you saw behind him, this large metal eagle (laughs) flies in. And he turns around. He says, "Oh, uh, Porto, Porto. Oh, hello, uh, everyone. This is Porto. He's he's uh, he's my eagle." You have an eagle? Well, I made him. Uh, he's uh, he's a little project of mine. Um, sometimes I take him for rides when I'm trying to, you know, relieve You're some stress. You're a big stress. boy. Right. So uh, let's let's actually talk. And uh, Porto kind of hops over oh. to a little sort of metal nest that he's constructed, and he sits down. Well, we know he's not in Emberbrook. There's been a couple of scouts that have gone to Emberbrook. All of those twig blights that you uh, were fighting, uh, they're all, well, they're dead. Uh, They're just kind of on the ground. It's like they just fell down. No one really saw that, but um, they're not moving. Cole Satori's not there either. There's no um, remnants of him being there. We don't really know where he is. There's only a few possibilities, though, of where he might have had a base of operations for attacking Emberbrook. Even if he was flying there, probably couldn't have flown flown too far, right? I I guess. I, I didn't really see him fly. Was he flying a lot? Quite a bit up in the air. Well, he did come down. Where are you thinking, maybe? Well, it's probably better if I show you a map. So he pulls out a map of Marcasia. Mm. So that's where we are. So there's a few possibilities, what I'm thinking. Uh, where Emberbrook is, uh, he, I guess he could have just gone into the ocean, but uh, he also kind of burned all the boats. 
I didn't sound like the kind of guy that would float that well or maybe go underwater with the... Well, we do know that, like, all the plants came out from the, uh, what is it looking like, the Orm Forest. Oh, yeah, the Orm Forest, right. Forest. Well, well I'm getting there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 a good observation. Sorry, I didn't catch your name, uh, Dwarf. Oh, you can call me Coach. Oh, Coach, yeah. Uh, I'm Bartleby. Well, I think your, your observation about coming from the forest, uh, the Orm Forest, I actually think he might have come a little bit further from the Evermist Forest because, well, uh, because of all the blights, really. You, you know, you the, the the twig blights. The twig that you things, guys yeah. Well, Is that uh, where those twig blights come from? Well, we, we analyzed some of the, the twigs and, uh, and, the, and the vines, and they're not really native to the Orm Forest, but more from the Evermist Forest. They're a thicker... Uh, Thing. So if they resonated there, they probably actually came from there, and we're thinking he might have hid there somewhere as well. Aren't you all a little bit concerned uh, if this guy had those crystals, Night crystals in his armor? Yeah. Is there some kind of breach here? Well, it's I just mean, a commonly can we not trust everybody here? Because we, I haven't seen those night crystals anywhere but here. That is a, a good concern. I just, you know, I don't think the. That technology would would be something that a lot of people would be familiar with. Bartleby, are you a spy? <laughs> well, no. I mean, I don't even know what that means. Insight check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you really even get a read on this guy? Can I roll it? Sure. Yeah. Oh, that's a five. So that's gonna be a. Uh, oh, that's a nine. <laughs> Nine. He's never heard of. You seem spot. flattered that he that you asked. Oh, he seems. Uh, he seems flattered that you asked. Right. Um, that he was a spy, but kind of hard to read. He's got really thick glasses, and it's hard to tell his his eyes. You know, Damn, if they're if they're dilated right. or not. He's kind of like blink, 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 blink. You know, and yeah, he's kind of hard to read right now. Okay. But um, have you ever created a large suit of armor powered by the night crystals? Perhaps and it has perhaps gotten out of your your purview. I think I would have remembered if I had done something like that. I mean, I created a large flying eagle. Yes. That's impressive. Very It impressive. is cool. I didn't mention that. That's super cool. That's, if you can make me one of those, that's that would be That's my portal. Well, it, it took quite a bit of resources to make something like but, that. Okay, but, but if you should, like, die or fall off of it or something, can I have it? I mean, just hypothetically. That's a really odd thing to ask It's somebody. not really that odd. A lot of people die. From what we know from everyone's Descriptions right, of we'll Colstorius is wearing some sort of magical armor, like we think probably powered from the night yes. crystals. Um, he has some. He also. It sounds like he has some sort of resistance to magical effects. It did seem that way, right? So, and we're not showing if he was actually controlling the twig blights that you saw, or maybe he was just in league with them. That's also kind of a strange thing, don't you think? Isn't that our whole point right now? Is we're going to go see what we can find, right? Out. Well, oh, anyway, so I, I actually made some things because they told me yesterday that they were going to ask you, and I was hoping you say yes, so I, I stayed up quite a few hours last night, and I made some things for you, and um, uh, Coach. Yes. I, I, just in case you guys have things to overcome, I, I made you uh, some rope, and he hands you this rope, and it's this about 50 feet. Great. Um, so, <laughs> but this isn't any ordinary rope. It's uh, it's actually kind of a, <laughs> well, it'll obey your commands. What? And if you tell it to go up, it'll go up. And if you tell it to not, if you say not, uh, it'll form not knots. Not go up. Oh, oh, it'll do knots. Yeah, knots. So you can climb it. Oh, well. And, and he and he hands you this rope of climbing. Mm. Hmm. This magical gobbledygook is not really my thing, but uh, this definitely come in handy for sure. Uh, thanks. Yeah, no problem. Sarsa. Huh. 
That's me. Well, uh, I figured just in case you need to call back and let me know how things are going, um, I wanted a good way for us to communicate. So he hands you this rock. <laughs> and uh, it's sort of like a smoothed over kind of garnet rock. Um, there's little flecks of black and red in there. And he says, um, with this, if you think hard enough, you'll be able to communicate with me. And I have the other one. He holds up one that's also kind of similar. And uh, you can tell me what you're thinking and, uh, and what you're saying. You just wanted to talk to me, Marty. You could have just bought me a drink. I could give it to somebody else. I mean, if it's awkward. Uh, it's fine. I'll take your ass. So, so you have a sending stone. Um, Mr. I don't know how to say your name. Salius. Salius. Okay, good. I knew that you were of a magic variety, right? So yes. um, I figured, you know, usually you magic types aren't very strong, am I right? That is very <laughs> so, true. Uh, so, <laughs> I, so I gave you, I made you the stick, and he kind of hands you a stick. Oh, a walking stick. Um, yeah, but it's not an ordinary stick. <laughs> um, it's actually, um, it'll actually make you a little bit stronger. It has innate uh, holistic properties that will give you a little bit of a stronger uh, feel to them. So I, I think you'll like it quite a lot. So he gives you a staff of defense. Thank you. So you can this is very up. nice. Sticks and stones. And uh, finally, uh, <laughs> yeah. and rope. And finally, Jarek, um, I didn't make anything for you. Oh, thank you so much. I'll but, just take the eagle. Well, if actually, I but I didn't make anything for you. I was going to, but they said that they actually found. Well, there was a package that was delivered to Emberbrook, but the guy that delivered it, he was a Dreadex employee, you know, and, and he was looking for the the building, but. They couldn't find it because everything was gone. But uh, the scouts found it, and uh, they found your name on it, and then they brought it back yesterday. So um, I wanted to get this to you. Interesting. I wonder if he knows that's a criminal organization. With this letter. I will read this letter. Listen, sometimes help can come in all shapes and sizes. Jerk probably doesn't isn't in the habit of reading letters out loud, but I'm sure it'll come into play. Just got word about Emberbrook. I'm writing in hopes you and your colleagues have survived. Knowing you, I trust you found a way. Stay strong, don't lose heart, and if you get in trouble, don't forget to run. I've included something that I think you'll need more than I will. I hope it keeps you safe and quiet. Your father, Eric. Well, at least he's good for something. Don't suppose your dad's going to come pay us a visit now, is So you he? open this up, and it's, it's armor, and it's kind of this shiny, white, silvery, mithril chain... Uh, it looks like a shirt, but you could, it's thin enough and light enough where you could put it under what you're currently wearing. So you have been sent mithril splint armor. Nice. This also does not cause uh, disadvantage on stealth checks, Ooh. which currently you have, but this will negate that. Awesome. I like pick it up and shake it really hard. You don't it hear anything. Make as much noise. No noise. <laughs> no, no, no noise. No noise. Yeah, exactly. That's so it's very quiet. You'll probably need a place to get around uh, the realm because it's kind of big. Uh, so meet me at platform sixteen tomorrow, and uh, I'll have uh, some transportation for you. All right. Well, thank you, Tara. Uh, is is one of you um, able to pilot a ship at all? <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I've been on ships since I was a wee lass. Oh, good. <laughs> if it can go from point A from to point B, I can take her to her. Excellent. Uh, uh, well, I'll meet you all tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye. And thank you very much. I rather fancy that little man. Did you guys see that weird nest he was in? He built a nest. Probably for Did you not friend. notice? He was inside of a nest the entire time. I hadn't noticed. Uh, what do you say we celebrate with a pint? 
So you have kind of the rest of the day to kill. What do you guys? What do you guys want to do? Um, with five hundred gold. Wait, do we get it now? It'll be delivered to your inn. Let's at, go to the inn. There. Make sure that they came. Yeah, through. we're gonna make sure that I have like three gold in my name. Okay, so you head your way back to the inn. Respite didn't have very much. Uh, they weren't very lucrative. That's for sure. Walking through the streets back to your inn, it's about, it, it's kind of afternoon at this point. There was a lot of walking and kind of meeting people and stuff like that. It's taken up some of the day. You, you spent some time testing things out in Bartleby's workshop. And you're walking back towards your inn and you see several shops open selling various street foods, meats, pastries, savory bites. Uh, there's some sit down places, veggie trays. There's one shop that you notice a small half-circle hand pie with a goblet of ale in its wooden crest, and the sign reads, Petra's Pockets. It smells incredible. Wait a minute. I've had these before. These are awesome. we got to get some pockets, you guys. I have no idea what these are. It does smell really good. Come on, you got to... You've never had a hand pie. It sounds gross when you call them. That sounds just really not. I mean, oh, I like to call them. Pasties. Is it like stuffed with things or yes, like often yeah, it's potatoes meat or meat and sauce and sometimes a wee bit of cheese? Yeah. Usually it, some ve- some root vegetables. Coach, it's the food of hardworking people. Let's go right now. You see a couple of dwarves in the back. They're kind of and here you go. A gruff, mustachioed human man with kind of blotchy skin walks over to you. What can I? Good for you guys. I'll have a pie and a pint. All right. I'll have a uh, a pie with a hand. Nope, that's not a thing. See, well, if you we call just have hand pie, pie. It's hand this pie. Is the kind of thing that it's happens. It's because it fits right Sir, in your hand. You don't even need no listen, bowl uh, or no plate. Oh, uh, yeah. Have you ever been here before, buddy? No, give him the tour. Well, okay. Pocket is essentially a little handheld meat pie. It's uh, pork, potatoes, pastry. Butter and salt. Uh, Everything that a working dwarf needs like yourself. I I don't know why I'm still waiting for this. Okay, well, how many do you want? Like ten? Wow. All right. Most people just just get two, but all right. Ten for the table? Why don't we start with ten? Yes, please. All right. Protein's an important uh, part of the... You know, regiment. You have more than one variety. You know, could we get a pitcher of ale? Uh, we don't do pitchers. We just do uh, pints. All right. Who else wants a pint? Oh, I'll do one. Those. I mean, I'll All pour right. you a pint and pitch it over to you, lass, if you like. Oh, is that a threat? No. Unfortunate. So he he goes back in the kitchen and he brings somebody else brings you um, the pints and as you're waiting you're kind of sipping some stuff and then three figures approach you. You're approached by a man late forties. He has a blonde mohawk, wearing a brown tunic and some scarves around his neck. Uh, There's a half elf woman who has dark skin. There's a dragonfly face tattoo. Her hair is braided back to a bun and then let loose to fall down her back. And then the third figure is a humanoid, but he's definitely not human elf dwarf. He's more of a mix between kind of a humanoid, a St. Bernard, and an iguana. Yeah. And they walk up to you and they look at all of you. What is wrong with your face? (laughs) Coach! Come on, man. Be cool. And his hair. I no, mean, stop it. It's like so tall. I, I mean, coach's mouth. <laughs> Human says. Hello, gentlemen and lady. Uh, what can we do for you? Yeah, the boss wants to see you. The boss. Please elaborate. Well, uh, our employer wants to see you. Okay, that really didn't help that much. You just used different words to say the same thing. What's his name? Or yeah. her. I don't want and, to. And the woman says. Assume. 
Raz, I don't think they know who you're talking about. You might as well just tell him. And he's like, I don't want to tell him. It's part of the mysterioso of the whole thing. We just ordered a round of pints and some delicious meat pies. And you just come in here and you interrupt our meal. You're being very vague and truthfully not very kindly. And the uh, kind of dog iguana man kind of goes... Oh, is that supposed to be intimidating? Because it sounds like you have a breathing problem. <laughs> I don't think... All right, uh, settle down. You might actually have a breathing problem. You don't know. It's a little I don't bit think sensitive. he likes your aggression, love, you know. Oh, this isn't aggressive. I was being downright charming. If you'd like to see me aggressive, we could step outside. Sarsa, if we could wait until after the meal to get in a fight, that would be great. Yeah, I'm pretty ready for a fight, Sarsa. The man says, listen, it's going to be a lot easier if all of you just come with us right now. Leave the, leave the food... I don't want to make the boss. I think you're angry. underestimating just how hungry my friends and I are. Listen, we'll could, make you come if we need could to. Could you just? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to touch that one. Yes, oh, you you. Is could, that a threat or a promise? Your face looks so dumb. Could you just hold a moment? Can you tell us more about what's going on before we leave? Otherwise, my friends here are very likely to start a fight, and I would really much rather eat. Roll a persuasion check. All right, let's do that. And that one plus seven is eight. <laughs> my, my highest possible thing of all of my stuff. I rolled a one. <laughs> so, Salias kind of says, maybe you could, maybe, maybe you could, <laughs> kind of gets a little bit of like mead. Look, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm very hungry. I can't, I'm hangry. I can't think. Listen, um, Jarek just sits and stares at them. Uh, real quick, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna say, listen, boys, all right, we can go outside, we can throw down, or if you like, you can sit down, have a quick pint with us, tell us exactly what you're on about, and maybe we'll end things, uh, amicably. I'm gonna use my charm person. Charm person, nice. Yeah, so nice. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go after the, the dude bro that's not half iguana, half... Raz? <laughs> Mohawk? Mohawk? Yeah, the Human Mohawk. male Raz? Yeah. Okay, so what does he have to do? So basically, uh, he has to make a wisdom saving throw. And if he fails, he will be uh, charmed by me until for an hour or until we harm him. So he rolled a 12. Okay, well, he failed. Well, uh, um, I mean... I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe we could sit down and have a have a pocket. I, I really love. There pocket. he is. Come on over here. Come I mean, sit next you to seem so. Can I sit next to you? I, I avoid. Come <laughs> on. My right name's Raz. Here. And so she's gonna scooch over and have him here. Sit on and me. And you lap. see the woman, uh, the dark skinned woman. She says, "Raz, what are you doing? I mean, we can't, we can't do this. The boss is gonna want us to." What hey, do you listen, what do, you do to him? I, hey, what you do to him? I talked hey. to her. Hey, I hey, I was, hey, listen. I was listen. just very convinced. Just say this. <laughs> sorry, sorry. You, go ahead. You were objectively not. Why don't you let us? Well, why is he sitting here. down? You're doing then. fine. Shh, shh, shh. Mm, shh. Yes. All right. Hey, listen. You look tired. You look like you've earned. Uh, you've earned a pocket. We'll buy you a pocket. You've clearly been working too hard. I feel like this guy's calling the shots, and maybe it should be you. Why don't you join us, you, and you, afterwards, listen, we'll see your boss. You don't understand. Uh, if we don't deliver, I mean, he's... Wait, I think he's... I think you're the one that he wants to talk to. Well, that's maybe if you just uncomfortably likely. I mean, maybe you... Uh, he didn't tell us exactly, but, I mean, the way he was going on, it sounds like he really was mad about 
somebody and he heard somebody was in town. Yeah, okay, let's uh, be honest. I, That's probably me. Okay. That's probably you. I mean, <laughs> so I think you should come with us. Just then you hear the door from Petra's pockets open and do you want to describe what you look like? Yeah. Uh, so I also am a waiter. Yeah. Uh, I'm, a, uh, uh, I'm six foot ish tall, yellow tabby looking kind of cat person. I've got uh, some pretty sweet uh, dark robes here, a couple of rapiers, and a mechanical arm. I'm also a little scruffy around the face, like I've been in a in a handful of uh, fights with uh, with uh, mixed results. Look at the adorable kitten. <laughs> Uh-oh. So this orange feline humanoid comes in, and uh, he makes his way towards you. Raz, what, what, are you sitting on her lap? What is, what is this? As I said before, I've got space for one more. G- no, Raz, I'm I swear. I, boss, I don't know why he did that. She did something to his brain. I, Ainsley, ju- you're... I'm going to leave Bin Bin in charge next time, okay? Yeah, you're, you're supposed to be the... You're supposed to be the... Don't give me that, all right? Just keep these guys in line next time. <sighs> Hello, Chase. Hey, how's it going, Jarek? It's been a while. It's been complicated. It Wait, has been a while. You know him? Yeah, well, we have a little bit of a history. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. You seem yeah. like you're doing well for yourself. Well, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm doing better. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I could do a little bit better. Er, I mean, I... Clearly need new help. Clearly. Well, you know, we outmatched them, so that's not their fault. I don't think you should penalize them for them. The Raz here has been quite delightful. Raz, splash some water on your face. Can Ainsley, do you mind Do you mind just getting this guy? Have you ever seen the, the skin and her horns? Oh, good. They're so curly. He's going to do that pointy. for a while. I'm sorry All right, about well, that. okay, that's that's neither here nor there. Jarek. Yes, it's Chase, good that, it's my good, friend, it's my good, good buddy. It's, it's been good. a while. How so long has it been, Chase? It's, uh, too long. Too yeah. long is what it's yeah. been. Yeah, yeah. Do you mind Cleo well. and the rest of us are in on what's going on Yeah, right for now. real. We're totally friends. Yeah, friends is one way of putting it. Uh, business check. partners is another way. Yeah, Just in the scruffy bartender that you guys talk to, Brett brings out some of the pockets on a platter and a couple of pints. He's like, Glad I why, why don't you get a couple more of these? All right. But oh, you can leave these I'll here. Do, leave them, I'll, leave them I'll, right I'll, here. I'll do that. Uh, right. A couple more chairs, I guess, too. Please. Raz will just be on Sars's lap, apparently. Yeah, Actually, I guess. Raz, why don't you be a love? Go, buy, go get us another few pints from the bar. These are, these are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't stop. Uh, these are so good. See? I haven't had carbs in forever. <laughs> So, so these this is the the kind of lot that you're you're associating yourself with now. Yep. Hmm. Yes, we're mm-hmm. very good friends. <sighs> so, Lewis, you've got to try one of these. You shouldn't shove it in his face. So, about what is owed from you know the last time we were together? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm just saying. Now that we're back within talking distance, maybe mm-hmm. we can you know settle up. I don't feel, I feel like things were left just fine the oh, last time we were together. Things fine. went a little bit south. Some of us got a little bit greasy, greedy and uh, got some natural consequences for that. Okay. But uh, some of us, others of us made sure those people were fine. And uh, I think we parted ways in a pretty uh, easy peasy manner. Well, I'm significantly less limbed than before. So that's. that's oh, Jack, like that. did you have a hand in his. Uh- Oh, that seems, <laughs> that seems inappropriate. <clears throat> that seems inappropriate. Uh, 
you're in a program. Does that thing way. work, by the way? If you've got oh, like yeah. a full No, it's great. It's great. It's got all sorts of bells and whistles. I, I I paid top dollar. I mean, what little money I had left over I, I put into it. All right, yet again, you've yet to really illuminate us on exactly what has happened here, why you're here, why you've interrupted me lunch. All right, listen. So good. This Jason, is so good. This is great. Chase and I, we were uh, business associates. We have did some jobs together back in the day, and uh, the last one a few years back went a little bit south, and that was when my good friend Jace here lost that arm, which he was Eric, you need to tell me that you've been having deals go bad even before you met me? Uh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait before. Yeah. So you're saying the last eight months weren't my fault. Try dipping it in in the beer. (gasps) That's a great idea. These guys are are a bit distracting. Did you want to go and maybe we can talk about this outside when... When my 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 current associates maybe snap out of whatever's got uh, you got them under. Sure, I'll take this one with me. The pot pocket, the hand pocket, the oh, the uh, pitcher's pocket, not Jarek. the people. Yeah, about Jarek, that. Are you, are you fine? Hey, Coach, where was Moore's mine? Co- Coach has eaten all Co- of the pockets. Ah, said one. I I really shouldn't have eaten all those. Oh, Jarek, yeah, they swell. They swell right the in your kitchen. stomach. Oh, I do. You hear from oh, the kitchen? What's happening? Hey, Rosa. Put some more pockets on the grill. Jarek, are you intending to have dalians with us here, cat? D- dalians. Dalians. Daylights. Dalians. Dalings. Dealings. Dealings. I, I don't know. He came to find us. It seems like if we don't kill each other for a few minutes, there's no harm in that, right? How'd you know we were here? I heard through the grapevine that you were in town. Well, that Jarek was in town, and I figured that we could, you know, square things up, and maybe I can get what's owed to me. All right, yeah, you plus know, we, we were looking at all the new people coming in. I mean, make, maybe looking to take advantage of them. And uh, we saw this guy, and we told the boss what we saw, and you know, one thing led to another, and we did some recon, and sure enough, it was him. I mean, it, it is him, right? Oh yeah, yeah, it's him. It's yeah, him. It's definitely him. Chase, why don't you just lay it out? What you say to me, you can say to these wow. people. Okay, so you seem to be keeping really, really uh, a, a highfalutin company nowadays, you know, with the last couple of last well, I mean, day that you've I'm been... I'm not that impressive, oh, no. but it's right. nice to cha-ching, so... Present, present company excluded. Oh, I meant, well, like, your little, little meeting. Well, that was mean. All right, yeah, you could say that. Yeah. I'm just you saying. You could say that. I mean, if you're, if you're really wanting to square things up, just uh, let me get a little bit of a cut. Of what now? I don't know. You tell me. What do you have to offer us, Chase? Uh, well, I've got these three... Uh, and me, and uh, the stabbing points of the end of these sabers. Like, I'm pretty sure uh, whatever you're doing here is going to need some a little extra muscle. All right, so you're available <laughs> for hire, right? Or you're Raz, threatening you to stab us, I'm not sure. Rub me shoulders while they're chatting. No, oh, Raz, of course, Raz, of course Raz, I will. Raz, of course okay. I will, lady so, stars. So, I'm not going to stab you, but yeah, you can hire us. We, we are uh, a discount, you know, with the four of us. Uh, well, that might come in handy. We might yeah. do that. I could sure. Actually, boss, um, I gotta take care of my little sister. Uh, tomorrow, um, my mum, she's she's got laundry tomorrow, and I gotta take care of her. All right, all right. So and you're, um, you're <laughs> real ben. committed to the cause. <laughs> you hear Ben go. Okay. No, I I get it. Yeah, yeah, you gotta. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot that that was this weekend. So yeah, you you talked to me about that. 
And then <laughs> as he's massaging Sars's shoulders, you hear Raz say, yeah, I've, I've got plans tomorrow too, boss. Sorry. Keeps massaging. <laughs> okay, so I guess you've got me. <laughs> And I can help you guys out in whatever you got going on up here. I'm sure I've been here for for a while now, so I know the ins and outs. I've seen a lot of things. You guys were were tailed for like a couple of days, and you didn't even know it. Like you guys, you guys, you guys are up up a creek without any paddles. We might have known it. I mean, I might have noticed that. Maybe you didn't notice me noticing. Oh, I, 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 I didn't see you, yeah. mainly because I don't care. Yeah, we, big fella. We didn't notice. Big but fella. but but now look, yeah. and I jump up and down, and I don't make noise. Huh? <laughs> oh, great! Harder to tail now. Yeah, taking care of that. But you've got a whole a whole little contingent right, listen, nowadays. Chase, Chase, you might be able to help out. I feel like we use all the help all we right. can get. If well, you want then, to come along, of course. And you're willing to take directions and not steal stuff you're not supposed to steal. Does that sound like a deal to you? I promise. I will. I will follow direction. All right. All right, I got some more pockets for you guys. Coach, no. I grab one quickly. I can't stop myself. <laughs> Coach, I think those so. dwarves over there are looking at your business card. Oh, my love handles. They just, one deal. Just and out of him. So for it's the sake of time, so uh, the night goes on, and you guys maybe have a couple more drinks and pockets, and you learn a little bit about um, Chaser. The Chaser of Shadows, Chaser uh, who, who um, Jarek has just nicknamed uh, Chase. The night goes on, and, and um, you do you kind of say, like, uh, I'll meet you tomorrow. You, do, you tell Chase where you're going to be tomorrow morning, where you're supposed to meet Bartleby. Oh, yeah, we're, uh, we're going down. We're going down to the caverns. There's some nasty stuff down there. Hope you're up to it. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll stick with you guys. How's that sound? So we don't get separated, you know. That's... Uh, it's never good to get separated from your party, right? No, Jerk, I get it. I right? get it. Okay, I'm just saying. Okay, all right, cool. I get it. It's not good. For I don't get happen. it. I, I really don't. So all of you, including Chaser, head back to the inn that you're staying in. Um, you see when you get there that there is Bye, Raz. a <laughs> Raz goes home. Yeah, he he's, he tries that after about an hour. Um, he kind of snaps out of it. And he's like, "What the what?" I gotta go home. And <laughs> he just like runs away. <laughs> he kind of looks at you and he gets really embarrassed. And he's like, oh. and I'm never, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not into, oh, and he kind of like runs. And so he, you guys get back to your inn and um, you notice that there are some royal guards outside of your rooms. Um, they're just kind of standing there and they seem to be waiting for you. And they're like, Mr. Dark Harbor. Oh, hello, Mr. Uh, Guard. Sally's what are you doing here? Coach. There are just people hello. everywhere. Uh, How are you? Mrs. Demisalt. Um, uh, well, um, it's we Mace. Miss, uh, sorry, um, and um, Tabaxi. We were instructed to deliver um, some uh, payment. Ah, yes. Mm. So uh, they hand you a box. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you, you aren't there at this point. Right. <laughs> He's like, we'll come back to our hotel rooms. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what are you doing here? Uh, Jabin, by the way, after the meeting, um, he went back to the inn. So he oh, is so he's not like staying. Yeah, he's not with the you the whole time. Crystal, yeah. whatever. He, he didn't come to the Bartleby's uh, okay. thing. So you guys get a box. The guards leave. Um, you're there, left in the hallway in the inn with Chaser. Are you sleeping in Jarek's room? Or like, what's going on? Well, if anyone wants to share, uh, I mean, I don't take up a whole lot of space where I can go find Jarek, you're the one that brought this barnacle into this. Well, I was staying with Raz, but he's got he's got a thing. So a thing? Yeah, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go all the way back over across. They're calling you the boss, and you don't have a place to go sleep. Well, we are kind of 
roaming. We're in between places right now, okay? Just I'll I'll just find a nice warm fire, okay? I'll go find some place to curl up. Fine, fine. You can. Did, can he stay with us? He, I kind of <laughs> owe him one. Fine. Looks you like you owe him five. Could I'm, we perhaps put him in with Sarsis coach just in a different walk away room? And try Absolutely to find not. Someone uh, that's attractive to the You two are phenomenal. I'm so sorry. So, uh, <laughs> Coach, Silius, uh go in their room with Jabin's already there. Sarsa, Jarek, and Chaser joins them. He finds a little spot on the rug, curls up, <laughs> puts his swords down. <laughs> and you guys get a night's uh, rest with a couple of watchful eyes on each other. And just because there's some suspicion there. Um, the next morning. My box is definitely curled up with me. The next morning, you meet Bartleby at Platform 16, including Chaser comes along with you, and he's looking very impressed that you guys are on a royal platform, which is not something that you probably normally hang out mm-hmm. with. It's different from the one that you came in on before that seemed to be a more general loading platform for the general public. This is one of the royal platforms. You see a floating ship. It's not as big as the Aravan that you were originally taken on, it's about 10 foot wide by 40 feet long and about 10 feet in height. Um, and there's a couple of adornments uh, above it. It's white with uh, that kind of glowing purple night crystal trim. There's two large pontoons on the side that seem to be containing the night crystal uh, technology that caused the levitation. And there's a helm platform that's raised up on the main deck. Uh, and there's what looks like enough space for what Sarsa would know, a crew area and extra storage uh, below. It's more like a, a mini bago, not a Winnebago. <laughs> uh, good for day trips, but not for like long trips. I don't care. It's gorgeous. It's not in the best condition, but it is something that... Uh, it's gorgeous and it's mine. So Barbara says, oh, sure, uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, uh, thank you for, for meeting. Uh, I'm glad you came back. Um, oh, and, oh, hello, uh, uh, Mr. Bartleby, this is Chaser. He's oh. going to be assisting us, if All right. you don't mind. Well, the ship will fit six, so um, that's fine. Uh, sure, you can come along. Uh, I guess you're welcome to bring on crew. Um, do you have any uh, uh, flying experience? Uh, I'm, I'm cat, so no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, so anyway, uh, well, we have a couple of positions on the ship, and uh, between, he actually gets extraordinarily <laughs> uncomfortable. And he kind of uh, he freaks out. All his hair pops <laughs> up. He will scratch you if you get near. Uh, he explains to you that it's probably best to have a couple of positions that are assigned on the ship, and the positions are thus: captain. Uh, the captain is uh, should be proficient with water or air vehicles. Cannoneer. The cannoneer is proficient with should be proficient with martial weapons. Uh, the shipwright who fixes things should they go wrong uh, should be proficient with artisan's tools. The navigator who uh, might have a proficiency with perception. Uh, the quartermaster who is in charge of rations assignments, sort of like the XO uh, under the captain, um, and punishment. Uh, is um, proficiency with insight. Can yes. I have two positions? <laughs> um, I, 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 I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's up to you guys. You guys can figure it out. Um, anyway, but you said, Sarsa, that you uh, know how to fly, so I, uh, I oh, guess... Oh, I, I didn't... You didn't actually say fly, but I have I have captained a ship before for a week. Oh, well, it's, it, the, an airship is uh, very similar. It's just instead of you're on water, you're floating. 
but the technology is uh, makes it seem very similar. All, all of the um, uh, commands and directionals are, are similar, except you're also on a z-axis instead of just an x and a y-axis. I. It goes up and down. <laughs> right. Thank you. Um, so uh, uh, I assume you guys will be going to um, the, the the forest, the the Evermist forest, and. Hey Bartleby, you mentioned Darkwell Cave yesterday. Wasn't that where uh, Massimo Lionheart disappeared in the first place? Oh yeah, that was pretty bad stuff. Has anybody checked that place out? I mean, no one really goes down there voluntarily. Last I heard, it was kind of like covered up. You don't think we should check there instead of this forest place? I mean, between you and me, uh, I would, uh, I would, I would try to uh, maybe have a, a, a bigger army or, or like a, more bigger weapons or, you know, like uh, I wouldn't go in there. Well, no offense to you guys, but I don't think you could handle it. Zach, he's saying yeah, we I'll need to level that. up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you could certainly go there. I mean, if you went there, that'd be amazing. No, I, no, but um, you're perfectly right. Massimo didn't that. come back from that, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you're not quite Massimo. <laughs> okay, we, you can stop talking now. I, he I heard was your a great advice. Big no, we're guy good. And yeah, we're says good. the uh, big, says the nest builder over here. Well, I didn't build the nest. Uh, you know, that was that was my bird. That was my eagle. Oh. That was Porto. Perhaps you could build us all a great deal of armor powered by the night crystals, and then we would be very powerful, and then we could go in to these caves. Work on that on your free time. Today we're sailing. Okay, are you taking captain? I mean, does anyone object? If you object, you tell me now. I don't advise you object. Uh, no, you can. Uh, Wouldn't be silly not really a captain cat person. This here ship here, she got a name. Uh, she doesn't have a name. It's just uh, right now. It's just twelve because oh. it's, it's, it was twelve out of twenty. But you can call her whatever you want. Fantastic. Twelve it is. <laughs> no. No, she'll be the Crescent Squall too. <laughs> Real amazing crew you got here, Jarek. <laughs> what are you gonna do, Chaser? I, I stab things. I'm. I'm. I'm I can be perceptive. And as soon as you say so that, like uh, this this half orc uh, in a white overalls comes out with a little paintbrush in his ear, and he's like, mm, 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 and he starts painting. <laughs> <laughs> he starts with fine. Uh, uh, Where did he? This amazing kind of like artisan uh, skill, and he has that kind of cool like brush stroke where it gets thin and thick, and he starts There's writing somebody. the crescent squall too. But yeah. it's but it's T. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if he can spell crescent and squall, I'll You just take have it. them on staff? Like, he was just... <laughs> yeah, he that's his job. He just writes uh, words on things. All right, well, uh, good luck, and uh, don't forget the sending stones. You can let me know if you need anything. I mean, kind of, uh, I'll just be here. Maybe I can give you some advice, uh, you know, over, over communication. I, I got to go to a council meeting, but uh, good luck, everybody. And and don't forget, uh, if you see Cole Satori... Uh, don't fight him. He'll 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 kill you. Oh, good advice. <laughs> yeah, thank, sure thank he will. You. Uh, thank you. Bye, Bartleby. Good luck. Bye. <laughs> it was a pleasure seeing you again. All right, so uh, we're we're back from assigning roles. So Sarsa is going to be captain. Jarek is the quartermaster. Coach is cannoneer. Chase is going to be navigator, and Salias is the shipwright. Um, we'll see if those roles come into play. And so you guys take off, and this is the Crescent Squall 2. <laughs> and you start flying. Um, All right, man the sails, strike the stuff. 
make the chip go. Shouldn't you know these things? She would. Jen doesn't. (laughs) 